Hello, and welcome back to Pod Save My 20s. The podcast where we talk about all the things we weren't prepared for in the real world and invite guests to talk about the same. I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Tara. And today we're going to talk about one of the hot button topics of this generation, as well as something very relevant to our own lives, self-care. Yes, this is something that we have definitely touched on, at least in past conversations. But today we're going to dedicate the entire conversation to self-care and what that entails, what it looks like, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) right here, right now. Because there are so many different types of self-care and ways that it can be interpretive. But we have to start with moment of truth. (laughs) I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. So, Gabrielle, what's your moment of truth this week? Do you want to start? No. (laughs) I have no idea what to talk about. This was, it was a week, man. Yeah. It was a week. Do you have something readily available? If not, I can think. Yeah, I do. I, so mine is that I am finishing my application for rabbinical school and I plan on submitting it this coming Monday. And I'm very nervous and very excited. Um, And it is a real moment of truth for me Mm -hmm. and my life. And, you know, we'll see how it goes and go from there. Yeah, that is so exciting. I'm so excited for you. And I can't wait to, you know, be there. Well, not be there. Be there in spirit when you hit that submit button. (laughs) (laughs) Your essay was awesome. I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. I... Man, okay, this week was just, I don't even know if I had a moment to stop and breathe and think about <laughs> things, and maybe that's my moment of truth, is just, it was it was a crazy week, it was busy, I was working, you know, working pretty much every day, and then I had class a couple nights, uh, and then I also had a critique for residency, so I was prepping for that, and had a lot of, like, darkroom printing to do, a lot of getting all my stuff together, and pretending like I knew what I was doing (laughs) with my project and my life and it was just like I was not sleeping enough and I was tired and I was very worried I wasn't going to make it to Friday (laughs) uh, in one piece but I did yeah so I think my moment of truth is just I remember very first episode one I think my moment of truth then was like recognizing the difference between a healthy busy and an unhealthy busy and I hit the unhealthy busy this past week I hit it hard Mm -hmm. and I need to figure out how to not be in that zone anymore and be able to be sustainable as a person and you know give myself time to feel instead of just ramping my days full of stuff so that I don't have a moment to sit down and think (laughs) yeah so this is a pretty apt conversation for for both of us right now but definitely come this conversation about self-care is coming at a good time Mm -hmm. I think yeah definitely Uh, for both of us yeah So we're going to start out just sharing some like personal self-care rituals that we have and then we're going to go into some other thoughts on self-care and um, some tips on like things that maybe that we think are self-care that maybe don't always look like self-care but we really think are important Mm -hmm. and yeah that's the episode we have planned for you today (laughs) so yeah. Gabrielle, what are some personal like self-care rituals that you have? That's a good question. I feel like I've been trying to think about this more. I mean, since I just explained my whole, like I've gotten busier in the new year. Things have been kind of wild and all over the place. I felt all over the place. So I've tried to get, I've been really good in the past. I get into like a morning routine, maybe a night routine. 
and then I'll stick with it for like a month and then it falls apart. So I'm trying to come up with small little steps that I can implement that are sustainable and I can keep doing them. And right now, part of that that looks like I'm doing in the morning, my alarm goes off at like 6.30. I'll usually hit snooze until like 7.15, maybe later. Because I found out the hard way this week, too, that my alarm only lets me hit snooze so many times and then it'll just stop oh, no. <laughs> snoozing and it'll stop ringing. So then I woke up at like 7.55 and it was like, oh, I got to get to work, even though I'm, you know, I just roll out of bed and get to work. But I didn't have that moment. I'm trying to give myself more time in the morning is the moral of the mm-hmm. story to like have a morning. And I usually I shower every other day, but I'll like get up, turn on my light, get dressed you know, do my thing. And then I'll read tarot in the morning. And I'm also reading it at night. I just do like a three card spread in the morning. And then I have like a nightly, I think it's a six card pull at night. And it's just a way of like reflecting for the day before night. And I've been shutting off my phone also, like right before I do this at night. So usually around like, it's around 10pm that I'm usually turning my phone off and reading my tarot and like thinking about my day and kind of like how I could have been more mindful things that I did well maybe things that didn't go well and like really trying to give myself that space of like if I had a really hard day which I did have a really hard day I told you about like the day of the inauguration and then like I think it's just been Wednesdays these past couple weeks have been hard days for me (laughs) for some reason um where it was just hard to get anything done but like recognizing that it's just a day and like I can move through it and give myself the same grace I'd give anyone else like if you told me you were having a bad day I'd be like that's okay like it's okay to have a bad day mm-hmm. you can like do what you need to do get through it it doesn't define you no like <laughs> my thoughts always like my coworkers know that like I'm having a rough day and I'm not getting as much done as I need to get done they all hate me like I get that narrative in my head you know mm-hmm. all the time and I need to just tell myself it's not true at all so that's I guess my more my self-care has been like focusing on my mornings and my evenings to try and give myself space to like refresh and reflect and everything especially since then my days are usually packed with work and school and and more work you know and everything so just giving myself some time for myself is what I've been trying to do and I think that's what I've succeeded at maybe but there's definitely in the rituals there are things that I need to work on that I don't have solidified yet that that is like the one thing that I'm doing well so far and I like to plan out my week on Sundays I try to like sit down with my planner and be like this is what my week's gonna look like but also being mindful of like how many tasks I actually can complete in a day and not giving myself I'll have my weekly tasks I have have like 20 tasks I need to get done recognizing it's realistic I'm only gonna get one or two done every day I'm not gonna cross off the entire list but yeah that was a really long (laughs) explanation of like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to give myself some space to breathe when I can. But yeah, Tara, do you have some good self-care rituals to share? So mine are actually sort of similar to what you're talking about. It's something I've been working on with my therapist, actually, for a while. And I've read some books and done some research on, like, what I can do to make my mornings and evenings better to have those like rituals that allow me to like step into a good morning and step into like a good evening Mm -hmm. so lately so something really important for me and this probably sounds like so silly and like simple and that everyone probably does but I didn't do this before um but I always like fill a full glass of water and put it next to my bed Mm. And the first thing I do in the morning is drink some water. 
if my cat didn't knock it over. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like how I like kick off my morning. It's so it's like what separates my like I'm sleeping from like, okay, I'm starting my day. Mm-hmm. And I recently started taking vitamins and I found that is really like a good way to start my day too. So after drinking my water, the first thing I do is have gummy vitamins, which is like a great, you know, way to start your day with Mm -hmm. some gummy vitamins. (laughs) So, so I kick off my day like that. I, I'm actually someone who showers every day. Mm -hmm. Um, mostly to be able to, it's usually in the evening to separate my like work day from like the rest of my evening. And that's usually really helpful. I I typically try to do some kind of like self-care thing within that. So Mm -hmm. like a luxurious body scrub or like a face mask or something. I don't do it every day, but I always have those things around. So when I need like a little bit of extra care for myself, I can I can take that on. Mm -hmm. Um, And evenings is where I struggle. I really have a hard time sleeping. And I've been very bad at committing to an evening routine, an evening ritual, besides having water next to me <laughs> before I go to bed. Something that I started doing was trying to read a little bit before going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I want to try to like and keep incorporating into my routine I also, I love that you do tarot in the morning and <laughs> the evenings. I've done that before, and I never made it part of, like, my morning ritual or my evening ritual, and I think that that might be nice to do. So, yeah, I think, look, rituals are super important. I think that it might be as simple as putting a glass of water next to your bed yeah. before you go to sleep, but that, like, celebrate that because you you're making that conscious choice to to commit to doing that every day and I think that that's you know shouldn't be like overlooked that is an accomplishment so yeah I think now we're going to just like go into some other ideas of what self-care might actually look like for you Mm -hmm. um and some like thoughts on that so the first thing oh first i just wanted to comment on a couple things you said sorry yeah no totally (laughs) yeah and i think i mean you said like doing it every day i think it's important to recognize too that like when you start getting into a ritual or even when you've had it for a while like you're gonna miss days you know and that's totally totally fine Mm -hmm. and i knew i know you didn't mean that like in that way at all i just wanted to reiterate that because like i definitely i there are days I forget and usually on the weekends I'm less likely to Mm -hmm. do it just because maybe I'll sleep in till like nine or something on Saturday you know (laughs) till nine (laughs) I'm like yeah today was early for me nine is early for me (laughs) I wish I could sleep in more it's just like once I'm awake like the anxiety hits me and I cannot go back to sleep Mm -hmm. once I'm awake but anyway, the, <laughs> the other thing, there were a couple of things. I love that you're reading before bed. That's also been something I've been trying to do. I have not been as successful with that. I think I just need to give myself more time to get into the book and stuff because I can't focus very well. So I like to read the same sentence over and over, especially if I'm like ruminating on something. But I think that's a great, that's a great one too. There's one other thing you said that I wanted to comment on, but I 
forgot. My Sorry, I was so quick to jump into our transition. No, you're fine. <laughs> I was just listening along and I was like, yeah, you know when you're like listening and you want to be listening, but you also want to like make sure you bank something to comment on later. I'm mm-hmm. so bad at I'll be like, I want to say something now. Don't interrupt. Listen. But remember, and then I forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, I love You'll remember. It'll you. pop up in your head. Oh, it totally will. I'll <laughs> say at some random time and you'll be like, "Where did that come from?" Anyway, yes, thank you for bringing us into our what self-care rituals actually look like cuz like we said earlier, they're not always pretty. It's mm-hmm. not always what people think. Like doing a face mask is great, but it's not always. That's what it was. Yeah. It was the oh, it was the <laughs> separation of your work day from the rest of your evening that is such a brilliant idea yeah. and i love that and i that's something like i need to do as well and i really i just love that you said see yeah, yeah. it came up there you go <laughs> yeah i started i actually started doing that during the pandemic which makes sense because mm-hmm. i was always at home yeah um and i really find that to be like the only way that I can <laughs> like transition out of work mode into like home mode yeah, um, is to, you know, do that, like take the shower and just like, I, I try to like enjoy, like just like feel the water and like be like in the moment and use it as like a grounding technique almost. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. That's such a good idea. And I think a useful tip for everyone listening too, because our mental space is all the same space right now and it's so hard to yeah. move through it if you can't separate you know mm-hmm. so thank you yeah so what does self-care actually look like gabrielle <laughs> um it's not it's not the things that you always want to do you know it's not it's the it's the hard things it's doing the hard things and getting yourself there it's taking down time for yourself even if like you feel obligated to be on that zoom call talking with friends that night or you know you feel obligated to be making sure that you're prepping for the next day or something I mean prepping for the next day is good but like always being productive or be doing Mm -hmm. something social or for work like taking that downtime for yourself watching that Bridgerton episode or you know doing that those moments of taking time for yourself and kind of relaxing relaxing is so important but it's something that we gloss over and especially in our society and culture now we're always like go 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 be productive what have you done today yeah you know it's always like what are you going to do this weekend and if you say nothing it feels great to do Mm -hmm. nothing but it sounds bad yeah i think this goes into this next one which is taking breaks and Mm -hmm. so i kind of want to combine the two and what i want to say is i need to like to be productive, I need to, like, schedule work time and downtime. Mm-hmm. And so work time and break time and relaxing and working. Yeah. And that is – that's really helpful for me um, and holds me, like, accountable because otherwise I'm the kind of person who will just take a lot of downtime and kind of get stuck in that and yeah. then feel like I've done nothing mm-hmm. because I've been, like, resting for more than I feel like I should and that's not, like, a healthy relationship with rest. Yeah. So when I actually, like, am intentional about scheduling time out – I think that really helps with productivity throughout the day um, and helps, you know, in general, you like to actually enjoy the downtime that you have. Mm -hmm. And so that's like a recommendation that I have for anyone who maybe struggles between going 
between downtime and work time um, to try to like schedule it out and say like, okay, the next hour I'm going to get as much done as I can. Mm -hmm. And honestly, every single time I always get more done than I think that I'm going to. And, and then like the downtime feels so much better and that break feels so much nicer because I've like accomplished the things that I've wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And also like, it's okay. Sometimes if you're like having an off day, I know with anxiety, like sometimes I really like can't do anything and I really just need to like, like lean in to how I'm feeling and allow myself to to feel whatever whatever it is feel the anxiety and let it like acknowledge it try to understand it and work through it otherwise it'll just linger and so sometimes that's what that might look like also and so I wouldn't you know I think often I like beat myself up for like spending too much time like relaxing and so I try to if I'm trying to be more like mindful and about about the time that I'm using and and how I'm using it regardless of whether it's time being productive or time relaxing or anything else yeah I think that's a good point having that intentionality and scheduling that in is a good is a really good tip because you know you need to have that time to do the things you need to do but also have that time for downtime if you include that in your schedule for the week you won't feel as bad about taking Mm it and yeah anxiety (laughs) moving through that anxiety is real I know I think we both that's something we both struggle with and we've talked about a little bit I was just thinking when you were talking about that how I like tried to just ignore it one day at work and I'm pretty sure I got so anxious I mean I had a panic attack but I like blacked out during this meeting I don't remember any of it because I was just full-on panicking and it wasn't I should have just been like you know removed myself for a moment but like Mm -hmm. I need a moment to feel through this so then I don't overwork and my brain short circuits you know yeah but yeah and I think that kind of like we've touched on like downtime and taking breaks that's important and then the even more nitty-gritty kind of hard part of self-care is actually taking the time to do the things you need to get done to take care of yourself in the ways that you need to Mm -hmm. these things like grocery shopping budgeting doing your laundry fueling your body even when you don't feel like it and drinking water Mm -hmm. staying hydrated (laughs) kind of all these things like to take care of your body and yourself as a human person like chores and whatnot they are important because then they help you continue through your week and everything if you let things like pile up and things like that it becomes very overwhelming and chipping away at it like I give myself I set up I said I set up my tasks for the week and then I try to recognize like what's feasible to get done in the time frames that I have and I only make sure I only give myself a couple tasks a day I don't try to give myself more than I know I can handle Mm -hmm. and if I don't get to it that day I just say okay that's fine I'll move it to another day and like just I list them off in priority and then you kind of pick and choose and put them into your schedule where they'll fit and that's like a very kind of neurotic way of doing it (laughs) just because I if I don't have something written down I'll forget too so that's why I have to write things down myself yeah that's writing things down is a helpful tool I I particularly enjoy writing things down and mm-hmm. crossing them off. <laughs> yeah, it's a sense of c- accomplishment yeah. when you cross that off. I really like that. I want to comment on something here. So we we have fueling your body as one of the things, and it seems like so obvious. Like obviously, you need to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something when I'm like stressed, I 
forget. Same. I forget or I just like put on the back burner Mm -hmm. and I actually have a recurring event in my calendar every day now at 1230 that just says make sure you eat lunch today. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I've had that for a few months and I have to tell you like it has been so helpful for me. That's good. To have that reminder every day and it's like obviously we know we have to eat food Mm -hmm. and like lunch is important like meals are important um but it's sometimes like sometimes you get you miss it and like sometimes or sometimes something happens and you just need a gentle reminder and like if you're someone who needs those gentle reminders like do that for yourself Mm -hmm. um I think that's a really like powerful thing that you can do to help you know, your overall, keep your overall, like, well-being in check mm-hmm. um, is set, you know, if there's something you know you're having a challenge with, like, figure out how you can address that for yourself. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. I I think I saw that because I went to schedule a meeting with you one day and I was like, she has 1230 blocked off on her calendar. That must Every be for day. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I don't even have lunch at that time most mm-hmm. of the time, but that is the reminder of, like, I have to, at this moment, decide what I'm going to do for lunch. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, you know, I'm just having, like, leftovers from whatever I cooked the night before or whatever, so I already know. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I don't know. And so then it's like, okay, I have to decide, okay, I'm going to make something or I'm going to go pick something up. And it gives me that moment of, like, acknowledging that I this is a thing that I need to do whether or not I feel like doing it yeah it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. I still need to do it and that's another thing I tend to when I get stressed like the food just I I like have no appetite same I was that was gonna be my next point too is because I this past week I said I was so stressed out I forgot to eat multiple times and so I started like scheduling in when I was gonna cook I scheduled in lunch I didn't always eat it but I also like make it a point to try and have like good snacks on hand so Mm -hmm. then it won't feel as daunting like if I don't feel hungry at least I can like grab a clementine or an apple or like some pickle something that's easy and I don't have to think about it and it it doesn't may sound so repulsive to me sometimes it's super important I think um make sure you're you know if you can stocking your pantry with things that you know are like you're gonna you're gonna eat regardless mm-hmm. and that you can eat if you need something yeah um I tend to keep these macro bars in my pantry and I just like them they're sort of like a meal replacement I don't like rely on it but I use them if I have a day that I like don't have an appetite and I'm like I know I need to fuel my body that's what I'll have um Mm -hmm. that and like I also have like go-to foods that I know like no matter what I'll just eat it if I'm hungry Mm -hmm. if I'm like hungry but I don't like know what I want to eat I'll have like bagel bites or like Mm -hmm. you know things like that and I think keeping like learning what those things are for yourself and making sure that you're stocked and ready to take care of yourself in those moments is so important Mm -hmm. and I think that it sounds I know it sounds like so like elementary probably (laughs) that we're just talking about like eating Mm -hmm. but truly like it's it matters yeah your brain needs the fuel your body needs the fuel and like and even 
I have popcorn on hand all the time or some popcorn seeds and I know that's a quick thing I can like make up and it doesn't feel like I'm <laughs> doing to or like putting I don't know because sometimes food like feels like I said kind of repulsive in those moments when I'm really stressed yeah. like my stomach just can't feel it can't handle it so like small things usually are what help me uh, but also having that comfort food for yeah those nights when like I'm hungry, but I don't know what to eat. I don't have the energy to put into something like, yeah, I usually have a frozen pizza or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> something good to put in that just tastes good. And it's, you know, and at that point when you need fuel, like it doesn't matter what it is, get that fuel in. Like it can be a pizza. It can be mm-hmm. like whatever. I don't know if you're worried about <laughs> eating healthy or something. It, yeah, you need the fuel more than anything yeah. at that point. I, um, I actually also keep, Typically, I try to keep, like, some protein shakes around. Mm, that's good. And one. that's, like, I'll have that especially during the day if I, like, realize that I didn't eat breakfast and, like, I just, like, need to have something. That's a good one to go to. Yeah. Um, but figure out for yourself, like, what are the things that you want to keep around consistently yeah. that you know – like you'll appreciate having there when you when you need it Mm -hmm. um and that is something that i think is super important yeah another thing we we wrote down here is using time off oh my gosh yes (laughs) (laughs) do you want to comment on that well i think it just goes back to that this whole issue of society putting being productive first and like taking time off is always looked down upon and it's like you never feel like you actually can and then when you're away from work you're just thinking about work oh my gosh it needs to stop (laughs) is my overall sentiment about that and I'm saying that not to like put people down who have trouble taking time off because that is me I have trouble taking time off all the time I finally got 40 hours of paid sick leave this year to use for the first time ever and how much of it have you used? I've used, I mean, I've used none of it. Like, none, right? <laughs> yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about is, like, there's a reason why you have sick leave. There's mm-hmm. a reason why you have vacation time. Yeah. And it's important to use it when you need it. For sure. Um, not abuse it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, for me, I really struggle to take sick days. Yeah. Um, especially when I'm, it's, like, a mental health related day that I need oh totally I really have a hard time I feel like a lot of guilt around that mm-hmm. um and I actually like talk to my supervisor about it oh, nice. and good. I um because you know I think I'm trying to really like normalize conversations around mental health in the workplace mm-hmm. and so I I said to my supervisor this is something I struggle with but something I actually need sometimes and he was really receptive to that That's and good. um from you know anytime I like have to say hey I need to like take a couple hours I'm you know not feeling well Mm -hmm. he is like so so like good about it no problem don't worry about it Mm -hmm. and I think communicating that it's something that causes me stress change the way that he like responds Mm -hmm. to when I say I need time off yeah um and I really have appreciated that Um, But it is so hard to take time off. I know something I've struggled with in the Mm -hmm. pandemic has been using vacation time. Yeah. Because it doesn't (laughs) feel like vacation. Yeah. (laughs) 
it's like I have a sense of guilt around using vacation days when I'm not actually going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because now work is so entwined with where we live and where we are constantly that it just feels like we can't really separate and take that time off. Like anytime it's like I'm only working, I think, 32, 32 to 40, depending on the week. But if I have my Friday off, usually, I mean, I'll be in the studio. But if I'm home and I don't have... <laughs> sorry i have to just say this because tara was looking all around and i was like what is she looking for and then her face got really excited when she saw her coffee and i was like that's what she was looking for <laughs> by the way it was literally right next it to was me right next to her <laughs> that was a lovely moment um <laughs> the excitement on your face was great i forgot what i'm saying but it's totally fine because <laughs> worth it uh do you remember what i was saying nope i was looking for my coffee <laughs> Oh, I was saying, like, if I have my Friday off, but even if I'm just sitting around, like, if I had scheduled in relaxed time or time to do other things, I feel like I should be working. And sometimes I do end up working on that Friday, even though I had it off. I'll be like, I need to finish this spreadsheet right now. <laughs> you never need to do that. No. I, my, the spreadsheet can always wait. I know. And my coworkers have been so supportive lately like not just lately they all always been really supportive but I started opening up to them a little bit more about like kind of how I was feeling and overwhelmed and like working through these different scheduling things and my work has kind of been in a very flux state just because of the nature of my position and they've all been so supportive and kind and understanding and helpful and they're like you know if you get to this today great if not no worries like it doesn't need to be done right now mm-hmm. and I was like and I, I think <laughs> I appreciate so much when that is said in it because it just takes that weight off. As soon as I get an email, I'm like, this has to be addressed right now. <laughs> and it doesn't. It never has to be addressed right that moment. Yeah. I email people and they don't email me back for a month. And that's fine. Yeah. And I need to take in that same <laughs> account for myself. Yeah. One of my um, coworkers used to say is like, we're not curing cancer. So like, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And, like, for people who are curing cancer, like, thank you. And you also need breaks, yes, by the way. Of course. Um, but, like, you know, it's – I think whenever I'm, like, get to a point of stress in, like, especially a work setting, I remind myself that I'm not curing cancer. Um, I need to start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I had another thought, and I – I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the consensus of today. I forgot my train. (laughs) It's over there somewhere. (laughs) We'll get it back. It it went on the wrong track. (laughs) We have many tracks going many places. It'll come back around. Yeah. Um, So I think another thing in regards to self-care that is related to this topic is setting boundaries and saying no to things. Yeah. And Gabrielle, I know that you really struggle with this. It was that obvious. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you want to share a little bit? No, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. This is something that I really have struggled with just my entire life. And part of it, I'm starting to blame on Midwest niceness. Like, (laughs) like I always have to say yes and, you know, just be there and uh, be supportive. And but it's taking care of yourself is so important to be able to take care of what you need to do at work, what you need to do in your relationships, you know, setting boundaries are important. And if people don't respect those boundaries, I think that's where it gets hard too. is people don't respect when you make boundaries all the time. But you have to understand that like, that's that's a them problem. 
not a you problem mm-hmm. when you can't set boundaries or when they can't accept boundaries that you set but i still this is something i'm very much like obviously still learning as you said now i'm saying like do this do this but i am so bad at saying no i can't say no and it's i don't know why it's so ingrained in me to just say yes to every opportunity i think because i never feel like i'm doing enough or that i'm have enough accomplished and that like I'm not in the right spot in my life half the time. I'm like, I should be doing this. I can't say no to this opportunity because like, wouldn't that look bad if I said no to this opportunity? I mean, especially like as an artist and we're always like kind of grinding and trying to find that next show and like sell our work and things like that. And it's just, if I said no to this, like why? I don't know. It's, it's a very difficult topic for me too. It's something that I need to talk about and learn more about, but it's just, it's so hard to say no and I know it's so hard to advocate for yourself in like relationships and work and a lot of things and like recognize what you deserve and that you know certain things aren't okay like being taken advantage of I can't be doing everything all the time like I'm at my wick's end and I'm realizing that (laughs) like (laughs) you can't keep burning the candle at both ends tall child it's, it's wick's end yeah i always thought it was wits maybe end. it is wits end i said wicks end <laughs> that makes so much more sense now i need though. to now i wits end what is it or wicks end i gotta look this up because <laughs> at wits end instead of at wicks end at wicks wits end is correct it means to be at the end of one's wits but i'm thinking you know the what burning the candle but wicks end. i'm i'm sticking by my wicks end yeah because it makes sense to me i'm burning my candle at both ends it's just dripping everywhere (laughs) i'm a puddle (laughs) you don't like that tara made the funniest way she does not like that analogy that i just made (laughs) i didn't but that's okay yeah i think i've i learned i learned a valuable lesson about saying no in college Mm -hmm. because i did everything yeah if you knew me in college I was hustling like it was insane. I don't know how I was a functioning human. Yeah. And um, in my like last semester or like really last year, my senior year, I realized like I needed to prioritize and mm-hmm. decide like what things I like actually wanted to do and what things I was just doing because I felt obligated to do them. Yeah. And that change in perspective has stuck with me since then Mm -hmm. it's not always easy and I think the boundary setting can be a little bit harder because sometimes I can be the one that I need (laughs) to set my own boundaries around yeah like tell my you know telling myself that I need to like you know have a boundary around something that can be the hardest thing um the hardest kind of boundary to stick to but I think saying no is an important lesson to learn and I think that is hard and it takes practice and that's we talked about this in um our new year's episode yeah we talked about saying no being something that you were gonna (laughs) make a goal this year so yeah it's something now to celebrate which is exciting Mm -hmm. yeah true i yeah i'm trying to think if i said no in the past week or something i said no to (laughs) i don't know i don't know i can't think of anything specific but i think i am trying to like work better on like at least advocating for myself at work a little bit more and like 
recognizing what I deserve. And I think when you were saying about like setting boundaries with yourself and also saying no to the opportunities that you aren't going to bring you as much joy and like maybe you don't really want to do don't feel bad about it because then it leaves room for you to say yes to the things you do want to do and that's that's the part of it the point of it and but it's so hard to be waiting for those opportunities too that you want to say yes to I think is part of it and we always have this inclination to be working and to be making money and it's just you know we always feel like we have to have that yeah (laughs) consistency yeah I think the last thing that I want to say on this topic for right now is that these are things that like you should be talking about in therapy. Oh, yeah. Um, I talk about these things with my therapist all the time. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how important therapy is before. Yeah. And we know that access is hard. Um, yeah. And I wish that it was easier. But I hope that all of our listeners are finding some outlet mm-hmm. uh, some you know therapeutic outlet for themselves because I really feel like that's so important and this is something like you can work on with with your therapist yeah. um, and I think I I know that these conversations have really helped me um, figure out some of the things that I need to do to ca- take care of me better mm-hmm. and I think that you know there's definitely it's if your therapist isn't talking to you about these things, you might need to find a new therapist. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I mean, that's what that's a big part of what therapy is for is like figuring out how to take care of yourself and like put in these practices that make life a little bit easier and like make getting through the day easier and better and, you know, just strengthen yourself over time. And I know that's something I had been thinking about after we did the um the new year's episode was actually one of my goals for this year that I had been thinking about, but I just never like actively put it as a goal is I do want to get back into therapy. It's just been hard with my health insurance fiasco that I've been going through. And then I've been looking into like online options and online therapy can be tough for sure too. It's, it's a whole other thing to navigate. I know I had um, done it through something before and my therapist would cancel on me like an hour before <laughs> every time. Oh, and no. so then I, that's, that's the last time I tried therapy and I quit after that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I need to get back into it, but it takes practice on your own end too, to get into it and find a relationship that works for you. And mm-hmm. I think therapy is probably a whole other conversation we can have totally for sure. But it is something that is not a dirty word. It's not like, Oh, something's so wrong with you. If you're going to therapy, no, it is something so right with yeah. you if you're going to therapy <laughs> you're yeah. working on yourself congratulations yeah. good job i'm so proud of you keep doing it honestly yeah. nothing has to be wrong you know you just have those conversations those hard conversations that you can't always have with everyone else too so i think that is a wonderful way to kind of wrap that up yeah. go to therapy i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah so with this topic of self-care in mind, yeah. Gabrielle and I have made a, a decision yes. for moving forward with this podcast, mm-hmm. and we're making a change that we're excited about. We're going to switch our podcast to be every other week, and to get to give ourselves more time mm-hmm. um, to not feel like we're rushing on a weekly basis to get an episode together. Um, to give ourselves more time to be thoughtful and to, you know, put our episodes together in the way that, like, we really want them to mm-hmm. to be. And, you know, 
I think that this was a hard decision. Yeah, it was a hard decision. We talked about it a lot the last few days, and I think we've both probably been thinking about it, but it's just we've both really become busy with school and applications and everything, and also, like, the winter months in Michigan are hard. Yes. (laughs) And I think we need to give ourselves the same grace that we preach about every week, too, you know? And it was a difficult thing to initiate because, as we've kind of talked about, coming to this decision brings with it this innate sense of failure but we're not failing at all we're doing this intentionally as a strengthening tool to make this podcast something more sustainable we're pushing back against that idea of failure and like quitting we're not quitting we're making a decision to make this better yeah make it what it can be and what we're passionate about and what we want it to be because we know this is something that we love doing and i really love having these conversations with tara and our guests every week but we're just gonna we're gonna cool it down we're gonna take our own advice we're gonna schedule and like work forward with it and everything and maybe there'll be some bonus episodes if we have time in between yeah totally and if you're a listener who like loves the podcast like come be a guest host one week you know like to reach out to us i think that that stuff's awesome Mm -hmm. and we're so open to it but i think this is like an exciting moment for we're like leading by example yeah um in this in this way and in this conversation Mm -hmm. by saying we need to take we need to take a step back and slow this down mm-hmm. and make sure that we're doing this in a way that's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and I think that has been the goal of the podcast from the start is we want to do this as long as we're enjoying doing it. Mm-hmm. And it has become a little too stressful. Yeah. Um, to try to get things together every single week. Mm-hmm. And it we don't end up with the quality of episode that we want yeah and so i think that is the biggest piece that helped us in that decision is we want to make this sustainable and we want to make it really good for you guys Mm -hmm. and for us yeah and so we are going to hold ourselves accountable to that Mm -hmm. and i hope that you all will still stick with us yeah thank you for sticking with us this far yeah i can't wait (laughs) for future episodes and what the future brings for this like we're like we said we're excited about this decision we have a lot of hope for the future for this podcast and for all of our listeners and as tara said please reach out if you would like to host if you have any topics if you have any input at all we love interacting with you all so yes and if you aren't already please follow us on instagram (laughs) <laughs> we we're really trying to build our following there so follow us on instagram send the podcast to one friend that you mm-hmm. think would like it um, we really appreciate your support yes and uh we'll see you next time yeah stay, stay hydrated, hydrated. <laughs>